What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. ¿Qué más le gusta de este parade? No me shut up, man. No me... Ghost first, ghost. ¿Qué más le gusta de este parade? No me shut up, man. No me... Ghost first, ghost. ¿Qué más le gusta de este parade? No me chela, man. No me... Ghost first, ghost. Too bad, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm doing este the best I've ever been doing. I've had uh, maybe three beers, no maybe four chela, Palomas. No me... Things are all right. Look at this guy. He is... You are buzzed. You are on one. Well, it's Tuesday night, man. It's Tuesday night. <laughs> it's just turn up Tuesday, right? Yes, exactly. Tuesday night without Jose, which, good God. No, thank God we're done with that dead Damn, dog. I'm recording right now, so I hope <laughs> that's going to the front of the show. Faux show. Hey, man, 450. 450. You're you're you are a big uh, big time component of the show because you're on the uh, what is it a it's not bicentennial what is it a half centennial is there a word for that <laughs> yeah what Qua- quadra half centennial quadra half centennial <laughs> show man that's amazing that's amazing well let's uh, let's get it started you good with that yeah man let's get this party rolling <laughs> uh, okay so. Congratulations, you have arrived at episode 450 of the Spurs cast, the new look yet still original San Antonio Spurs podcast and radio show brought to you, of course, by ProjectSpurs.com. I'm your host, Ryan McCallum, and as you have probably heard this evening, Jose Grijalva is out doing bigger and better things. He's not here with us tonight, so to fill in those very, very small shoes uh, is Mr. Ben Bornstein. Ben, how you doing, man? Uh, A lot less comfortable now that I know I have to fill... Smaller than size 14 shoes. You were size 14? Yes, it's very hard to find shoes. That's amazing. I've never seen you face-to-face, which is was sort of the benefit of this dynamic between you and I and, that, <laughs> and, uh, and Jose. How tall are you that you wear size 14 shoes? 6'3". Uh, oh, okay. Well, you're, you're taller than me. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm the old big guy on the show, but, I, but not, not anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm 6'2". 180, size 11 and a half. So maybe I have small feet for my size. Maybe that's it, man. Well, today, uh, unlike any other day, we're going to do a, a pretty short show. Uh, we are talking NBA Finals, man. We, we're not even really acknowledging the end of the Spurs season. It was kind of just crappy, and, and uh, it, it doesn't make me feel good because a, a lot of things negative happened there. Of course, Kawhi gets uh, gets thrown out on that BS ankle injury game one. He's gone the rest of the series, as he should have been. I mean, once it goes down 3-0, what the hell are you doing? Why would you even bring him back? Of course, Tony wasn't there the whole time, right? Yeah, I mean, 
with without Tony, and if if you can't win that first game without Kawhi Leonard, and he got you up, it was almost thirty points. Yeah, you probably don't deserve to win the series. That's all it is. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Spurs lost the series. I think Mono had a great series, a throwback series. Um, he looked good. Great for him. I hope he comes back next year. I think it would just be so amazing if he uh, if he's able to swing it and come back in next year. But if this is it for him, I think you'd go out with your head held high because I think he had a great series. What do you think about Manu's play? Manu, uh, he stepped up at the right time, man. It was fun to see that uh, classic Manu Ginobili throwback, glorious, shining, bald spot games. It was fun. <laughs> he, he just left the sunroof open, right? Yeah, at some at some point that thing's gonna turn into a moonroof. Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it was fun. He was great. He was. I mean, that's that's the stuff you dream about, right there. Yeah, I mean, he he just played great. He played awesome. But conversely, um, dude, Lamarcus Aldridge, what is San Antonio doing with Lamarcus Aldridge on the roster? Um. Not, I, I mean, know. not winning the Western Conference Finals is what he's. That's what they're not accurate. Doing, but but, uh, but so I mean, looking forward to next year. I mean, they talk about they being the the NBA punditry, uh, which includes the show. They talk about the roster as needing an overhaul, and to some extent, I agree. But I'm really talking about one of their two cornerstone players, like Lamarcus Aldridge, dude. Dude, you got to show up or you got to get gone. Otherwise, the rest of them, I mean, I, I, I'm with keeping that core together uh, other than other than LaMarcus. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Honestly, if I wouldn't be upset if Pogasol walked and he opted out of that second year of his contract and the Spurs either draft someone or they bring over uh, someone that they've drafted and stashed overseas, I wouldn't be mad about that. Because it looks like they're going to lose Dwayne Dedman. As the time, as um, as we've been on air, Dwayne Dedman has already opted out of his contract, or he's told people he's going to opt out of his contract, and somebody is going to pay him who's probably not the Spurs. Right. So Dwayne Dedman is gone. Right. Uh, David Lee, we're not sure about. I like David Lee a lot. I thought he played really great in certain spots. Um, but I, I, you know what? The the everybody wants to really belittle. LaMarcus Aldridge here, but he had a couple of really nice games where he had no shooting help around him, and there's nothing he can do about that. With Kawhi Leonard out, there was nothing he could do, and that's fine. We have to give him credit for those games. But at the same time, there were a couple of really bad clunkers and duds he put up in the playoffs. That was just inexcusable. He would. There were times specifically against the Warriors and the Rockets where they would play a smaller man on him and he would settle for fadeaway jump shots. And it's like, you're a big man. You have a size advantage. You need to bury your man underneath the basket and dunk on him or, you know, lay it up. And I don't know if he can get up there and dunk every time, but, you know, lay it up on a guy. So that was that was the part that killed me was you. not only were you having bad games, but you were taking bad shots and you were making it look even worse. Now, I'm not one of the alarmists who wants to get rid of him. I think that's a little ridiculous. I think one more year will do him fine. But well, you're talking about me. <laughs> well, I, there are a lot, there's I'm a lot more guy. than you. There are a lot yeah. more people out there than you on, on Spurs Twitter out there who are super upset with Aldridge, which is uh, understandable. But I think if the Spurs give him more shooters and they give Kawhi Leonard more shooters, or one more shooter, I should say, 
they'll be fine. Or if they find if they can find a replacement for Gasol if he doesn't opt in, if they find some sort of replacement who can actually play defense and act and shoot the ball a little bit, then I think they'll be fine. It's it's a spa- it's mostly a spacing issue, and some yeah. of it is. Aldridge understanding that, okay, we can't let Kawhi Leonard be the star every single night. That is tiring. Yeah, I'm one of those guys where I feel like it doesn't need to be an overhaul. I I just strongly feel that LaMarcus um, should exit stage left. I mean, mean, his his trade value's never been lower than it is right now, right? (laughs) And so. Which um, which I think is one of the reasons you can't get rid of him because I just don't think you're going to get value in a trade with him that you should be getting well but i mean what value is there because i mean talk talk about this guy who could take portland into the playoffs with damian lillard and they can play i mean they're they're playing way above their their um level when he's in portland he gets to san antonio where he's got superior talent all the way around and they i mean the dude is is just god awful i don't even know how to describe it it's really sad i mean it's really really sad (laughs) Um, because I feel like this guy should should uh, have have played a whole lot better than he did, and and uh, you know Kawhi gets out, and I, I can see how that makes it more difficult on Lamarcus for sure. Because now, like you said, spacing, and then now it's like a one one uh, focus for your offense, and and you can yeah. just trap down on on Lamarcus, and and that's it, right? But he he wasn't doing any strong moves to the paint. He wasn't playing strong defensively. You could control your effort on defense. And no, that's true. And I didn't see that, you know. And it was just, man, it just felt like as soon as Kawhi's gone. Remember when Popovich came out with that statement that said, you know, "Oh yeah, he's got to play." But I think the funniest part is, I think the game after that, that was his like twenty-eight and sixteen game. Well, yeah. Okay. But after that, he didn't do anything. Yeah. So if you punch a guy in the back of the head, he's going to move, right? So he would hope, even if it's falling face first to the ground. (laughs) So, I mean, I get why he's motivated after Popovich calls him out, you know, publicly. But then after that, like you said, it just total drop off. You have to, yeah, you have to sustain it. What a freaking clunker at the end of the year. I mean, it's so disappointing. But I got to say, you know, people are talking about total overhaul of the roster. I, I that's insane. Yeah, I mean, what because the what they lost to Golden State with uh, their dynasty in the Western Conference Finals. You should overhaul their roster. And let's be honest, you know, even with Tony Parker and Kawhi Leonard, an entire series, you, you, they probably still don't win the series. They they certainly make it more competitive. Right. I didn't have them win the series, but I mean, they they, go to six or seven. Right. So it's like, so you want to get in a qualm over, so not you in particular, but people want to get in a qualm or, you know, an argument over, you know, oh, well, they should have got six or seven games. It's like, okay, does it really matter? I mean, yeah. let's if we're going to end the damn thing, let's end it and let our guys rest and get healthy. Like Tony Parker is going to be out till January. I mean, we don't we don't need him walking around on sidelines and things and waiting for Zaza Pachulia to stick his foot out to trip Tony Parker on the <laughs> sideline. You know, we don't need that happening. He's like so, trying to go get a crepe or, or some very French <laughs> things, and, and Zaza just shows up out of nowhere and – Steps on his heel. Yeah, just the worst. So um, talk about that a little bit, though, because Tony is gone. He says, hey, he's targeting January. And I heard reports that he's just going to be a, a workout theme in the off season, I, I Which actually, is fine. I actually dig it, man. I love the fact that he's not coming back to January. I'd even try to stretch that out and say, hey, man, can you come back in, like, March? And, and I'll tell you why. 
it's because Tony, it's not that I'm saying like Tony's a bad player. I mean, Tony was doing well. I'm not a huge, at this point in his career, his best days are behind him. I think we all agree that. But, dude, if you could do 15 and 5, you know, 15 points, 5 assists, man, that's good play out of Tony Parker. I'd rather him rest. I mean, he's been playing pro basketball since he's 14 years old. Yeah. Like, give him a long time off. If he could come back in, like, you know, February, March or something and just pick right up with the team if he can and let DeJounte Murray carry the weight for the rest of the season. I mean, Popovich is a great coach. Isn't this where we say, Popovich, show your, show your coach muscles, right? <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, uh, and take a you know, immature point guard who's not quite ready for prime time but has shown greatness. Like, well, not He's greatness. shown flashes. He's shown yeah. goodness. He's shown flashes of goodness, <laughs> um, a la Tony Parker at a very early age, right? Um, yeah, and throw him in there, and take Dejounte Murray, and uh, and run most of the season with Dejounte Murray, and let Tony Parker just rest. I like the fact that that Tony Parker is going to be out for a significant stretch of the season. I agree with you, and I think I I don't say stretch it till March because you well, you need to be a, playing with while, your. You know, if while. you can stretch it to February, I wouldn't mind that. But you know, yeah. but you need to be if if he can play, he needs to be playing with the guys he'll be playing with. Like if that's the second unit or the first unit. So be it, but he needs to be playing with his guys for at least a few weeks before playoffs come because you don't of want course. you don't want guys out of sync mostly. But uh, the Dejounte Murray situation also depends on what the Spurs do in free agency because they are likely to lose Patty Mills. Of course. Um, do you really want Bryn Forbes being your backup point guard while Tony Parker's out? Are they going to go out and see if they can find a cheap free agent? There are a few out there. I think that might be decent fits. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about Derrick Rose. I'm still not sure how I feel about no. it. I'm just throwing it out there that <laughs> he he would be available as a as a well, free agent. Well, let me ask, let me talk about Derrick Rose for just a second. I'm not totally opposed to having you know a robot from the waist down like coming in and and, and playing. I mean, the guys had all these knee problems, right? That's not the worst thing to me to have Derek to have a guy like that. The worst thing to me is that. Derrick Rose on this team changes the entire way that they would have to play. A score first point guard, right? That's that's not it, – it's just not what they, they need to be doing anymore. It's So Derrick Rose, to me, makes no sense. What do you think about that? My thing with Rose is if you can convince him – well, the thing is if he played – you know what, though? Patty Mills is similar in that regard in that he's very much a scoring point guard – for the second unit, if you can convince Derrick Rose to play on the second unit, which you won't be able and, to, but which okay, uh, well, if you could, it. if yeah. you could, right. I think he would be perfect for a second unit because he's a scoring guard, and he he showed really good flashes this year of being able to play well. He was averaging 18 points a game and four assists a game. That's not bad at all, and he even even was averaging 3.8 rebounds a game. So he's not even he's not even a bad rebounding point guard. You know that's not that's that's more than Patty, I believe. I want to as far as rebounding goes. So, you know, he didn't shoot the three very well, and that's fine. He he's never shot the three well, so you kind of have to live with that. But you you say, okay, well, on the second unit, we make sure he's with other shooters. That way, he has lanes to drive and he can create. So I think if if and obviously it's a huge if, but if you can convince him to do that, I think he would be a good fit. Um, there, I, I have to look at the list, but there are some other free agents out there that you might get on the cheap, mm-hmm. uh, especially considering 
San Antonio is very much over the cap right now. Right. And I and you know depending on what Manu does, they could they could stay over the cap. So it uh, th- I think as far as Murray starting goes, I'd like to see it. I think it would be good for him. But at the same time, the Spurs need a veteran backup or a veteran starter who can dispel him when needed if he gets out of control at times, and who can who can handle the offense and handle an extra load if needed. So what do you think about all that hype about um, Chris Paul? I mean, you hear that a lot, right? And, yes. And so let me give you my hot take. Uh, not only does it not work financially, that's just stupid. They'd have to gut Agreed. everybody. I mean, it would yes. be a team of like four people plus Chris Paul. Like, I mean, they only have five people on the roster to yeah. carry that. You, so you, fi- you'd literally have to have a bunch of D-leaguers on your team. Yeah, so financially it's stupid. Secondly... I mean, Chris Paul's better than Tony Parker, right? For sure. Right now, he's better than, than Tony Parker at this stage. Because um, he's playing – well, Tony Parker's not playing at all. So, obviously, right now, he's better, than, <laughs> he's better than Tony Parker. But is he that much better than Tony Parker to, get, to command the kind of money that he's, that he's going to command? It, it just seems like such a ripoff for a 30 – what is he, 32 years old? Uh, point guard, 32-year-old point guard who – is just a tick above statistically than Tony Parker. And the reason he's a tick above on those assists is because he's throwing that crap to, to Blake Griffin and he's throwing, you know what I mean? He's got DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin that are assist, uh, you know, magnets because they play at the rim. You know what I mean? Right. And, and Which so, he would, he would not have that in San Antonio. Yeah. You know, they're inflated stats. They're inflated. I mean, I just, I feel like uh, Chris Paul to San Antonio is just, it's just stupid. I mean, it's just so stupid. The one, the one thing I will say for Chris Paul is that he's a much better defensive point guard than Tony Parker, that's and he's everybody. a much better shooter. That's that's everybody though. Is a what? Hold on, right. better shooter, better defensive. I'm with you, but better shooter than Tony Parker. That dude's got yeah. Got, well, this year, I mean, th- just look at three point statistics. Yeah, he was shooting 41 percent this year. And what was Tony? Oh, I don't have that one right in front I mean, of me. Hold on a sec. Hold on, you Actually, got, this is a San Antonio Spurs podcast, and you got Chris Paul's oh, statistics. Well, okay. Oh, hold on. That's playoffs. In the playoffs, Tony Park was shooting better than fifty-seven percent. Yeah, I mean, he was ridiculous when it counted. But, um, in in the regular season, Tony Parker was nope. That's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> oh, so many options. Um, so Tony Parker was shooting exactly. He made a third of his shots. From three point range. Yeah, so so in the regular season. Yeah, so so a little bit better, right? Like ten points better. <laughs> yeah. So and he and uh, Chris Paul was shooting like a, a hundredth of a percentage point better from overall, which is whatever. So, but so do you, if you want to get nitpicky, do you? So no, I don't. No, I don't agree that you should pay stupid money for Chris Paul. That's stupid. It's it's ridiculous. You're right. He's 32, and while his game isn't. Uh, predicated on athleticism, he's not going to have the same pieces that he has in L.A. Right. Not to mention the fact that L.A. should be doing everything in its power to give him that five-year, $200 million That's right. extension. That's right. So, I mean, if if Doc Rivers does his job properly, then they should have Chris Paul for the remainder of eternity or, you know, until he retires. Or or fall or you know falls over and collapses on the court because he's putting the entire damn team on his back. Right. 
Exactly, exactly. So, so you know, a couple of other things. I want to bring up one uh, free agent name to you and see if this fits the mix. And then I want to talk to you about the dynamic of DeJounte Murray and Tony Parker, and then let's get to the finals, right? So okay. this free agent name, you talked about you need a veteran and you just a veteran point guard to play backup somewhere in, in that mix. Um, that's that's a good shooter. You brought that up because you said Chris Paul would be would be a uh, uh, a better shooter than Tony Parker. So the guy's older than dirt. He's been a nemesis for a while to these okay. San Antonio Spurs, but they have a history of bringing in rivals onto their team. And and Jose is gonna punch me in the throat when he hears oh, when God. he says we say this name. But rolling, rolling off of his deal with Milwaukee is the Jet, man. Jason Eugene Terry mm. is, is going to be available. Why would you not bring in a guy who's a legitimate three-point threat? I mean, we're talking like all time. You start adding up those you know, three-point stats. Jason Terry's up there. Three-point uh, three threat. Uh, fine point guard for sure. I mean, has I mean he's been a star in the league at, at certain points in his career and a serviceable player for forever. I mean, since he since he was with Atlanta, right? Uh, yeah. Championship winner uh, with with Dallas. Jason Terry seems like not a bad bridge. If you're going to bring, if you're going to have Dejounte Murray potentially starting the year, bringing Jed off off of the the uh, bench. Not a bad, not a bad uh, solution in my mind. What do you think about that? Um, he makes me uncomfortable because he's more of a shooting guard. But I think he can make it work. Here, are, I have another name for you. How about Darren Williams? Uh, I love it. I, I love it. Okay, I mean, unrestricted free agent. So, and and he hopefully will win the title this year. Right? And he'll be happy, and then he can be like, well, now I can chase rings forever. Well, uh, Darren, or I can go wherever and take less money to go after rings, whatever. You know, Darren Do Williams it. would be great. But is Darren Williams a scorer, though? I mean, is he a scorer? I, I don't really remember him as his Utah days or his Nets days. I, I just don't remember him at all as being a he, scorer. He can be. He's he's a very good – He well, he was a very, very good point guard. Right now he's probably right. just a good point guard. He's but that's really all the Spurs. Yeah. I was going to say, that's really all that the Spurs need. Yeah, he might be, like, one of the best backup point guards in the league, for sure. I mean, I have a stupid list of names here for point guards. Like, Raymond Felton is available. Pass. She- a, li- a lightly used Shelvin Mack. Pass. My- Michael Carter-Williams. Interesting. Pass. That's a pass. Okay, That's pass. a hard pass, sir. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's a hard pass. Aaron Brooks might actually be all right. Really? Uh, the Aaron Duck Brooks. Man. I like him. I like him a lot. Um, and former uh, rocket great, yeah. And Indiana does not have his bird rights, so they can't offer him more money either. Okay. Uh, Trey Burke might be an interesting option. R- really? Yeah, he's, no, he uh, is well. He's re- he's restricted. Okay. He's restricted. But uh, uh, Sean Livingston is unrestricted. Okay. You know what would be funny? Uh, George Hill coming back. Is he available? He is unrestricted. Oh, well, you know, oh, well, then forget this conversation. You know the problem is he's going there. I mean, there's no That's doubt. That's his boy. There's no doubt about Oh, that would be great. That I mean, how big of a loser is Indiana and Larry Bird for pulling off that bogus stuff now that got, you know, George Hill for Kawhi, and then for an immature George Hill, by the way. Like, Popovich was betting on potential with George Hill. Then um, 
you you get the uh, George Hill for Kawhi for the rights to Kawhi. Now you got Kawhi, and then you bring back George Hill, like when George Hill's ready to actually play. Like that, that would, would be, be awesome. Would that not be incredible? That would be awesome. And like George Hill would just be like, "Hey, Pop, what do you want me to do? Oh, you want me to do that? Cool, I'll do it. That's great. We're gonna win championships. Oh, Let's do man, stuff." I hope that happens. I had, <laughs> I had no idea that he was available. Yeah, man. Him, yeah. Uh, Darren Collison. If you really hate yourself. Yeah. Um, Jeff fan. Teague. Actually. Hey, where's Ray McCallum? Of is he available? I mean, he's on Charlotte <laughs> like, right now. Oh, geez. Now I have to look. Yeah, if you could bring back some Ray McCallum, I'd be all about that. Oh, I am not seeing it. He spells it like your last name, right? Uh, yeah. It's no, my, he's not. It's a, he's not available. Of course, apparently. he's not because he's way too valiable. Sorry, Nobody... he's not a. He's not a free agent at all. Uh, you know who is though? Javale McGee, James McAdoo, and Ben McLemore. Oh, I, you know when you said Ben McLemore, I got tripped up on the on the pseudo rapper. I was gonna say he does not come with Ryan Lewis. Yeah, right. So, I mean, they've got uh, the point is they've got options. And yes. so they've got options of free agency that don't involve a big contract like Chris Paul. Now, right. if Darren Williams uh, wins the title, he's going to command a little bit of money. But, dude, I did not know that George Hill was available. George Hill's available. I think conversation over. How cool would that be? Because he's, it's not like they're taking a flyer. He's a good player, man. Like he was. They really know exactly good what they're going to get out of him, and he's and he's already familiar with Popovich. Yeah, that's an advantage right there. And he was really good with Indiana, and he was really good with Utah. I mean, he's a. He's been great with he's, Utah. I yeah. love him with Utah. Exactly. Really, really. And nice Utah's going to have to go out and spend money on Gordon Hayward to keep him, so that might free that might free up George Hill to I sign like with the Spurs. I like it, man. I like it a lot. Well, let's talk about. I mean, continue the, the point guard conversation. Uh, what I like about what what I what makes me smile about Tony Parker being injured, right? <laughs> about having his quad ripped off. You um, sick man. I know. Is that is that this seems like a natural handoff in the storyline because you're going to have a player with an opportunity. Dejounte Murray's going to have an opportunity to be the starter for this team, right? I mean, he's the starter right now, isn't he? I mean, isn't he the I starting? Would, yeah, player? I would put him. I would put him ahead of. Patty Mills and Bryn Forbes. Yeah, because we everybody likes Patty Mills off the bench, and Bryn Forbes just isn't ready. He's not ready yet. Yeah. So, so in the off season, leading into October of next year, you, your Dejounte Murray's number one in your depth chart. He's going to have yes. the opportunity to stay at the number one spot until at least January, right? So two full months of real basketball through the Christmas Day games, um, and he's going to he has an opportunity to establish himself. At that time, when Tony Parker comes back, does Tony Parker take the starting job back, or is this the perfect opportunity for Popovich to do a segue and a handoff from Tony Parker to um, to Dejounte Murray as the starter and let Tony Parker come off the bench? I think it couldn't have been written better from a San Antonio storyline perspective to have this happen. The people at Disney would love this. This is what they live for. Um, I also think this it could be an interesting situation because I don't think we're going to get an obvious uh, hand. Well, it, it'll be somewhat obvious of a handoff, but I think what will happen is Tony Park will be available and he'll work himself back in as a backup. And if he shows that he should be starting, I think Popovich will just give it back to him. But DeJounte Murray will still be getting a ton of minutes as the backup. I, I that is a possibility. I don't know if that will happen, but I, I would, you know, I would hold off the super optimism 
for that scenario as well. So if he's playing out of his mind, um, DeJounte Murray, that is, Popovich is going to sit him because of loyalty to Tony? Well, no. If DeJounte Murray is playing out of his mind and has shown that he's going to be the dude, you don't you don't stop that. You don't sit it. I'm just saying if Tony Parker comes back, he plays really well, and Murray's just kind of okay, or you know, Murray hasn't really done anything to make you say he needs to stay our starter, then Tony Parker starts again, but DeJounte Murray still gets a ton of minutes. Yeah. He I mean he's he's you know still depending on who that other point guard you get in the offseason is. He's you know DeJounte Murray should still be the second guy. Yeah, cuz right now you're talking about them having yeah, this is a good point, man. What a what a problem to have because they're going to go out and they're going to get a you know another point guard they're going to have to, right? Because Yeah, we, we, I mean well we've already decided they're getting George Hill, so they have, <laughs> obviously have to do that. Well, we're assuming that Patty leaves, right? And so if yeah. uh, if Patty's gone, which I mean I hope the guy gets paid. Like I mean you're just looking out for him, right? I hope that he yeah, gets just paid like a Corey Joseph did. Exactly. I I hope he gets paid a ridiculous amount of money that the Spurs can't match and and you know <laughs> so on and so. I mean I'd love to have Patty stay forever. I mean I think he's great. You know essentially playing the the two guard off the bench, right? I I really like that for him. I like it for San Antonio, but I also like that guy to get rich, right? And there's yes, a, there's you want to see him do good. Yeah, there's a point where he's just not going to get paid by San Antonio. He just can't, right? That's the way the money works. He just can't. Yeah, they do just it. yeah they don't have the cap space because thanks, Lamarcus. Right. <laughs> it all comes back to him, right? So they've got they're gonna they're gonna be picking up a free agent point guard. You know, uh, like just using Jason Terry's contract as an example. I mean, that's a, a 1.5 million to two million dollar deal. He had a really good year with Milwaukee, but uh, you know he did. Say it's a two million dollar deal, right? So you're gonna be you're gonna have. Jason Terry, Jason Eugene Terry, Tony Tony Parker, and Dejounte Murray. You know, there's there's somebody who's not getting minutes because remember, Dejounte Murray was he played in Austin all year, you know, in the yeah. D League, and just got called up at the end. So there's there were no minutes to spare at the NBA level. So I mean, would you just cut that free agent that you picked up when Tony comes back? Uh, you can't cut him. You de- I mean, if it's you if it's the Jet, you yeah. definitely can't cut him because it's, it's too late like, in the year. You it's know. too one. It's too late in the year, and then it looks like you did him dirty. Yeah, and the Spurs can't be having that. Well, you know what would so. be nice is if uh, you know a guy like the Jet, the Jet. I just love man. I hope he's there. I, I just hope he's there to rub it in Jose's face because <laughs> he hates the Jet. But if he's oh, there, man. you know he he plays a nice style of ball where it really pr- it protects you from a Manu Ginobili retirement because he could play that Manu role. You know, well, he, I, personally, I think if Manu Ginobili retires, Adam Hanga comes over from overseas and takes his place. Okay. Because the Spurs still own his rights, I think, for this year, and then after that he can go wherever he wants. So if Manu Ginobili does retire, I'm fairly certain Adam Hanga would come over and he would play. So, See, this is such a great offseason. I, I, I needed a little bit of space between the end of the Spurs season until this podcast because – you know, I was really down um, on that whole situation, and then, you know, just talking to you has just put a smile on my face, man. Because this off season is really exciting because there's so many different ways that the Spurs can go. Um, you know, keep Lamarcus, dump Lamarcus, get this free agent, get that free agent. What do you do with Tony? I mean, there's a lot of stories going into this off season, aren't there? Yeah, it's this is probably one of those summers where. 
you really absolutely have no idea what the Spurs are doing. Like, you know, two years ago, you said, okay, the Spurs have to re-sign Kawhi. they got to give him his max. He's earned that. He's a finals MVP. Obviously, he's got to get his money. Right. And then you're like, okay, they got to figure out his money, and then we got to figure out a way to get LaMarcus here. Right. And they got LaMarcus here, and it's like, okay, now it's just like flushing out the rest of the roster where it's like, okay, who are a bunch of minimum guys we can get? And they found a bunch of minimum guys who are actually pretty decent. Yeah, they're probably going to make themselves money this offseason. So. And you're not so hot on Bryn Forbes. I've, I've caught that a few times here. But, like, what about – I mean, in the opportunities that he got to play, he's done pretty well, man. Like, he hasn't screwed no, he's, it up. No, he's solid. You know? I just don't think he's quite as ready as DeJounte Murray and his I, – you know, it's just that uh, the really, really short point guards scare me. I think he's maybe 5'11", or six feet at most. And that kind of scares me as a point guard, because at that point, you're reaching Isaiah Thomas territory where it's like, okay, who could he possibly guard? Like, the really good point guards in the league are, are taller than him, and they can all shoot over him, or, you know, he's not going to be able to guard him or whatever. It's not that I don't like Bryn Forbes. I li- he's a good shooter, too. I like that he's a shooter. Right. I can dig that. Um, shoot, I, I love Gary Neal unconditionally, unconditionally and irrationally. So I can dig shooting. So um, I know I know that you're you look at, at Bryn Forbes and it's really easy to say the guy's really short. But what if I told you he was six foot three? He he just looks a lot smaller. He looks like he plays smaller than that. I'm with you, but he's six three. Oh my god! Why did I think he wasn't? Well, he looks smaller than that. I mean, he he does. That's on so the board, weird. There's no doubt. He's six three one ninety. So he's wow. he's bigger than TP. He well, shoot, I well screw everything I just said. Yeah, I mean, he, what do I know? He needs time to develop for sure. But um, when he's gotten in there, man, he's he's a three point shooter, dude. I mean, in in Michigan State, he was a, a solid uh, three point shooter. He's been solid. He was solid in Austin. He's solid in his NBA opportunities. I, I like him on that, but I, I think that if you could get a guy like, you know, well, any of the point guards that we talked about, right, you get, you have to get them first. And, and Bryn Forbes just plays another year in the D-League. Yeah, and you let him develop a little bit. And, I mean, he's 23. He's still young. There's right. time for him. It's not really the issue. Right. It's just, you know, you have to decide, are we going to try and get him minutes so that he can become trade bait or – do we want to actually use him or are we going to end up not needing him at all because, because we have all these guys already. Right. So, you know, with, if, if Bryn Forbes shows us something in the summer or perhaps he, per, perhaps, you know, the, they, the Spurs staff sees something out of him that they didn't see during the season or whatever. And they say, okay, we really like this kid. We trust this kid. He'll, he'll be our third point guard. Mm-hmm. And you say, okay, well, now we don't need to go out and sign one of those other point guards, and we can spend money elsewhere, maybe on a sm- another small forward after Kawhi Leonard, or you know, a, a big man, a, a power forward, or a center, depending on if Pogasol comes back. So, you know, it it wouldn't be the worst thing if the Spurs all of a sudden decided Bryn Forbes is our third PG. We're good with it. Let's go do something else, or they, you know, even if they draft someone else. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, mean, I they, agree. It gives them some they have, options. They have plenty of good options, even at twenty nine. While all of you know the top talent is in the lottery this year, mm-hmm. there's plenty of dudes 
later in the first round and even in the second round who can contribute to a team that does, that can allow them to grow and progress in their career. Yeah, and, they, so, and they've always found um, those those kind of players, right, that kind of talent. So I, I don't worry about them in the draft, you know. Yeah, I'm just saying the the Spurs may be able to use the draft to to bolster their roster right away rather than trying to go out and find someone in free agent in free agency. Right, right. Well, hey, what about um what about like the segue? Hey man, what about those NBA finals? Cuz I just realized we got to start moving along to the show. How about those NBA finals? Uh, third time in three years. That's <laughs> such a bogus segue. Uh, <clears throat> uh, third time in three years, you got Cleveland and LeBron James and his group of flunkies are uh, are going to go play Golden State again with, uh, with Kevin Durant. Um, so we're going to do podcasts throughout the finals, but just kind of predictions. I mean, how do you feel, not just record-wise, but what's going to be the vibe of the finals? Like, even that first game, which is Thursday night, I mean, how are things going to start to unfold? And then, like, talk to me about, uh, you know, how it's going to, what's the vibe going to be, and then who's going to win the uh, championship this year? All right. I have I have Golden State in six, mm-hmm. personally. Um, I get this feeling the first game is going to be super sloppy because both teams have been off for way too long. Um, I really don't know who's going to win, but I'm super excited to watch the JaVale McGee versus Tristan Thompson show. That's going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I really hope Cleveland loses because I just they have their they have their one championship. Deal with it, bro. <laughs> Live with that. Um. So yeah, that's how I feel. But I, I think the first game is going to be a bit sloppy. But I think. After that, it's gonna the intensity is gonna be there. The defense is well. We'll see if the defense is there because Cleveland was terrible in the regular season, but they found ways to win in the postseason. So I think whoever plays the better defense, I mean, I guess you could say that's pretty obvious, but whoever plays the better defense is going to win. Whoever whoever can limit offensive boards. So if if, if the Warriors don't let Tristan Thompson get a stupid amount of offensive rebounds because they refuse to box out, they should win. Because Tristan Thompson, I swear he generates at least five to ten extra possessions for the Cleveland Cavaliers every right. game. Right. So if you can limit those, you have a good chance of winning. I'm. I agree with you. I agree with you. I uh, up to the point where you've got Golden State winning. I really feel like uh, first off, the first game is going to suck. Like if you're going to pick a game to go do something else, you want to go to Chuck E. Cheese uh, <laughs> or. Anything else, you know, uh, you can tell I have a little kid, right? Um, yes. Anything else I was going to say, grown, grown men going to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you don't want to do that. Uh, they might look at you funny. Like, sir, do you have a child here? No. No big deal. <laughs> I'm here for the ball pit. I'm here for the ball pit. hey um, nice. <laughs> That might get us kicked off of the station. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> um, you, you don't go to you don't watch game one. I mean, it's going to suck. They've been off for a month, it seems, uh, and uh, certainly what was it? May twenty second was that the last game? I think it was all May- we've gotten are terrible Skip Bayless hot takes. Yeah, the, it's the, the finals needs to be over just so we can stop talking. Honestly, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, they got to get this thing started. So I would um, I would skip out on game one. 
I think that Cleveland takes this, but I think it's another seven-game series, and I think it's another victory in dramatic fashion. And uh, I think that LeBron does it again. I think that they they beat Golden State, and uh, and then that's it for Golden State. I mean, to be quite honest with you, because you have a certain amount of time where you're you're set to capitalize, right? And they've been there three times in a row, one at once, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is the end of that run because they're not going to be able to pay that team. And once you once you no longer have a four-headed monster, I mean, Draymond Green is not a difference maker. He's a, a solid player. I hate him. I mean, if, if I wasn't such a scared little boy, like, I would, I would <laughs> punch him in the head, you know, because I just I just don't like the way he plays. Uh, I don't – I just – I just don't dig I, anything about him. I'm, I'm not a Draymond Green guy. Oh, it's just incredible to me how how the refs just put up with him for so yeah. long. They put up with they, all that bogus. You, you give him that first tech, and he's still going after you later in the game doing the exact same thing, but you don't want to give him his second tee. Yeah. That's what's incredible to me. I yeah. mean, and, and it's the same with some guys. They're Like Cleveland, they're just whiners. They're, well, both teams are real whiners, not like Clippers level whiners, but I mean, they got dudes who will, who will whine all day to the refs. And I hate that stuff. Just, just play. The refs aren't going to get everything. And frankly, you're all grown men. Half the stuff that gets called shouldn't be called half the stuff that doesn't get called should be called. So deal with it. Uh, I agree. I mean, and so he's got that, he's not a difference maker. And so when you can't pay a guy like Clay Thompson, well, then you got Steph Curry and, and Kevin Durant. Well, we've seen that in Oklahoma city, right? A yeah. different style of play out of the point guard position. But just yes. when you have a one-off player, and in fact, I tell you what, Oklahoma City probably had a better situation with Kevin Durant as your primary scorer uh, than you would in, with Steph Curry because you have two perimeter players, you know, with KD and Steph. Um, whereas when you had, it with Russell Westbrook and KD, you had this guy who's going to be a fireball going to the basket, right? It was like all yeah. over the place. You didn't know where Russell Westbrook was going to be. And KD could just hang out on the perimeter. You're going to have that same. You're going to have a different situation, but you're going to be able to, to lock those two. I'm not saying lock them out. They're still going to be good players. You know, you're talking about two defending MVPs, right? But it's going to be easier to defend. I think that Cleveland's going to win this year. Um, I think it's probably going to be seven games, and I think that's the end for Golden State. I think that the Spurs have an well, easier th- run think, next year. You might. I think you're probably right, but I think. If Golden State wins, then KD opts out because he's got a one-in-one deal. So he says, all right, I got my ring. I can do whatever I want. Right. And he opts out. And then Golden State ends up getting to keep Curry because they don't have to pay Durant, but they got to pay Curry this offseason, and he ain't taking another discount. Right. So that's – I mean, that's going to have to change. Something, Something's going to have to happen there. Mm-hmm. But it's – and at some point, the Cavaliers are going to have to fall apart because they're so far over the cap limit. They're just they're stupidly far over, and they're they're paying repeater tax taxes. So I mean, at at some point, you have to say, okay, well, we need to you know we need to be we need to have some sort of flexibility when right. we when, when we're ma- when we're trying to sign free agents and stuff. So I mean, they're going to have to lose somebody. They're gonna have to lose somebody with who's getting paid a lot of money, and it's like, who does that become? Um, so, but as far as the series itself goes, getting back to that, I I think we overest. I think you might have overestimated Kyrie Irving's defensive abilities because I don't think he can stop anybody, even when he he just does he he's not James Harden levels. Like I don't 
give an F, but there are times where he's just like, it's fine. I have Tristan Thompson and LeBron behind me. Yeah. Here's, here's my matador cape. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't see him being able to guard anybody. Tristan Thompson isn't really a defensive monster. He's a rebounding monster. So I think – I know you don't like Draymond Green, but I think with him they have an advantage in Draymond Green if Tristan Thompson's guarding him. Yeah. And then, you know, LeBron's always going to have the advantage on whoever's guarding him. And then I think whoever guards Kevin Love should be fine. I mean, if that's – that could also be Draymond Green. So yeah. it's going to be really interesting because you bring up a good point. Um, because remember, Matthew Delavadova, if you can even remember that dude. Um, God, so his, Well, his yeah, well, right. But I mean, his play was a direct contribution to that title. Defensive, it was. You know, it wasn't. You're you're totally right. I mean, maybe it, it, could you count on the combination of this is what sucks about this next statement. Could you count on Kyrie Irving and? Darren Williams to be equal defensively to Matthew Dellavedova. And I don't think you can. Sadly, no. I don't think you can. <laughs> like, I don't think you – it's ridiculous, but you're right. I mean, maybe they don't, they don't have this – I'm still going with my bet. I still have Cleveland seven games in the dismantling of, of Golden State, which leaves a prime opportunity for these San Antonio Spurs. Especially because the Clippers suck and they're never going to be any good. No, no, they'll be they'll be out of this. All right, man. Hey, well, how about we close this out and we meet up again later uh, in the week and talk finals? Oh, yeah, make it happen. All right, man. Well, Ben, thank you so much. That is it for this episode of the Spurs Cast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at the Spurs Cats. Spurs Cast, I should say. Catch up with Ben at where, Ben? Where can they get you on the Twitterverse? On the Twitters at the underscore Boomstein. And me, I'm at RyanMC underscore PS. Follow us or any of the Project Spurs folks. Definitely do not follow at JRG1023. <laughs> do not follow him and do not send him any hate mail. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, do not follow at JRG1023. We just um, did you a favor, Jose. Yeah, stay away from Jose. Follow any of us. Don't follow Jose. But make sure you're following at Project Spurs. Ben, thank you so much. And to you listeners, you're welcome. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.